Welcome to the True Faced Podcast. Good morning. Hey, good morning. We have just finished a series, the Grace Fears series. Just finished that last week, and we want to start a new one. That um, is, is a, it's a podcast that we've not ever done before. No, but we're That's excited. Right. This is very, yeah. very good. We are going to do a Bible study on Ephesians, and we'll take it um, not verse by verse uh, necessarily or word by word, but we'll take it by paragraphs. We've actually got a spinning wheel, and we just, whatever it hits, we, that one's good. Ephesians good. roulette. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Can I buy yeah. a verse? <laughs> John uh, sometimes likes to add some, so we could put yes. it right in there. Oh, yeah. That's, great. Great. That's double zero. That's $300, sir. Yes, I'll take that. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a lucrative podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Maybe. Now, how do, how do they... Uh, Get get money on this podcast. Well, well there's paramutual we, wagering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do that. Is yeah. that what that word meant, John? That prolegomena? Prolegomena. Is that, is that, what, is that, that I don't what know that how was. I got there Russian, this morning. That's really? what it meant. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, this is going to be a study in Ephesians. And when you said Ephesians earlier today, mm. I was thinking about the time mm. not so long ago, a few months ago, when we were sitting. Uh, in the old Ephesus, even though there are several Ephesus uh, locations that we found out later because different... Uh, Once war, the water comes the up. Water, yeah. <laughs> the wars, uh, the different uh, emperors that come through and, and did destruction to Ephesus. But do you remember uh, we were sitting at the, what is the uh, legendary tomb of St. John and we were sitting overlooking the old city of Ephesus wow. And we had a tour guide who, um, God-fearing but Muslim, did not know Jesus, but knew that we did. Mm-hmm. And the night before, he got up and he mm-hmm. studied Revelation mm-hmm. and prepared just for our little group of mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. to read from Revelation oh, 2. That's wonderful. I'll never forget it. Never. Never, never forget it. What a moment he, he gave to us. Yeah, he, he, he was like a little kid. He took... He waited till we were all yeah. fully focused, and with tears in his eyes, he read it because he said, "The life is gone." Once you read this, yes, he, he says, "As you can tell, uh, my beloved, the the life is gone." You know, yes, and uh, but he was so touched to get to honor us with our scriptures and the the truth of it. It was. Precious. It, it was. was a sacred, one of the sacred moments of that trip. It that, really was. It was. It was really, really intentionally on his part, but deeply moving he, for us. He reached into our lives and he reached into the scriptures, even though yeah, he was Muslim, to say, uh, Do you see? He was right. John was right. When, when, when God said through John that I have this against you, you have departed from your first love. Remember where you have fallen from and repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place if you do not repent. Mm. And he turned around and with his arm, he said, do you see? John was right. Mm. He removed the lampstand. Mm. I thought... Whoa, what a a moment. He's teaching us from the scriptures. Wait, since I wasn't there, what does that even mean? He removed the lampstand. What are you saying? Which lampstand was removed? 
he was talking about the the local church there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Its influence. Its its testimony that he was going to take it away. And well, see, the light of the world, the lampstand, was the figure of that light shining in Ephesus because of their life. Mm-hmm. And when they lost their first love, he said, I'm going to take out the light. It, it, and so the tour guide was showing you that it's gone. It's hey, gone. It's gone for quite some time. That's yeah. right. Okay. That was, wow. that was very touching. Yeah. Wow. He was, he was saying, see, the scriptures are true. This is what has happened. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Um, but we just have time to get into the first couple of scriptures. And, Bill, do you want to talk about how we are going to go through Ephesians together? Do you want to say anything well, what, about that? Well, what we were talking about and thinking about is uh, to not do it verse by verse. You already said that. But to do it by themes. This book is just full of themes. And, and David, you were talking about our CHTL class, and we do part of the book in that class. But... But our goal here is to look at these themes, especially at the beginning here. Uh, David's going to read, and I'm going to read from the message. But be looking at the very beginning as Paul sets up this book for us to understand, again, this miracle of God's grace for us as saints. Mm -hmm. David, you want to read? Yeah, New American and Standard, then you'll go with the message. Okay, so verse 1, chapter 1 of Ephesians. Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In the message it says, I, Paul, am under God's plan as an apostle, a special agent of Christ Jesus, writing to you faithful believers in Ephesus. I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives by God our Father and our Master, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, right at the very beginning of this, he, he addresses the audience as saints. And, and you, you've all heard us teach this. We teach it all the time. But boy, is that ever critical. Because he is saying to them, uh, I greet you with grace. I greet you who are saints with grace, who are saints because of grace. And, and that, to me, uh, just echoes... So much understanding. Uh, We've said it many, many times. He's not addressing sinners. He's addressing saints. And everyone who is a believer is a saint. And there is no qualification to reach sainthood. It's, It's such an important understanding of grace. Because the minute you put a qualification to meet sainthood, you're putting effort into the equation. And, and that, that's not it. Grace does not come on the basis of our effort. It comes on the basis of something that God has done. It's God pouring into our lives his grace. And the beautiful second word in that third word, actually, grace, saint, is this idea of peace. What, what is it that would bring to a human being peace? Yeah, I think about uh, the the time when Jesus was talking and he's saying that, you know, I I bring you peace. I don't bring you peace like the world brings you. Amen. I bring you this peace that actually came at the point of his life. He had given his life to buy this peace for us, to buy a peace with God and with others that could come no other way. Amen. And that's why Paul is talking about 
the Lord Jesus uh, twice in two verses, uh, maybe three times in, in two verses. He's talking about he's an apostle of Christ Jesus. He's writing to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And this comes, this peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's laying this this really uh, uh, solid foundation for all of the scriptures that are com- coming after um, Ephesians 3, I think about Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, and you were talking about effort. Well, if, if we can understand that we receive sainthood through no effort of our own, Amen. then he will say to them, you can apply effort to all kinds of areas in which you love others once you understand that you have every blessing through no effort of your own. Amen. I think there's a a great distinction here of being able to take off the moralistic filter that once you're a saint, he's not saying, I'm writing to the faithful ones of you, the, yeah. like the seven of yeah. you who have proven your faithfulness. Who really are saints. That's so right. won't be faithful. Yeah, right. Your lampstand is about <laughs> to smash. But, but he's saying, because you are saints, I will make you be faithful. Yeah. I, I will cause yeah. you to be faithful. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, Excellent. Not to be Debbie Downer here, but next week or some week we should talk about. So what does that mean? Because eventually they weren't, obviously, yes. according to this Revelation verse. So it's not like everything's going to be wonderful if you no. just there's real effort, which we've talked about in Grace Fears. So this is a continuation of that, I guess. But none of us should ever be Debbie Downer. No, <laughs> I don't know where that came yeah. from. But 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 I think David, you're raising a really good point, and that is we who are saints, because of the miracle of God's grace, can make a terrible mistake when we lose the fruit of grace, and that's love. That's, that's the reality of it. Somehow they lost love as the evidence of their sainthood. And they became Christians who got all busy about being right and all busy about doing the right thing at the expense of loving each other well. And it costs them their lampstand. And, and, and so that's a, that's a huge theme to yeah. be working through. Yeah, yes. I wanted to come back to this peace word. Uh, grace and peace, um, the justification of the sinner is that that is the foundation from which I can have peace because of God's grace. Um, there is no peace in the heart of the person whose sin is still defining their life. There is no peace in that heart. There is our, the possibility for peace as a result of God's grace for those of us who see ourselves as God sees us. Then, then we can be at peace. That's right. And I, I think about a numbers of Christians who are anxious in their lives because they are seeking to keep uh, God pleased with them because they are uh, not enjoying the peace that Jesus bought for them. And so even Christians who have this peace may forfeit enjoying it, experiencing it, because they don't get what Paul has just said in these first two verses. To enjoy that peace that only Christ can give you, you can't you can't work your way into having peace as as a believer, trying to live up to certain rules and and 
try to uh, do right things. That, that was not what Jesus asked us to do. He was asking us, he said, I give you one command. It's just that you love one another. Amen. So when you lose that. They're also going to need our new product, which is our personalized lampstands that are imbued <laughs> with sacred grace. Yeah. And we're going to be selling those for forty nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Those so, are true. Boy, David's into marketing stands. today. This is, is all John. new. It's yeah. all this new. Is all this new. is going to just revolutionize your piece. Okay. There'd be no Debbie Downer in that no. lampstand. No. It's a positive. Forty nine. Personalized. Your name on your own lampstand. Just so that everybody doesn't (laughs) misunderstand. This is a joke, folks. Please, there are no lampstands. Please. (laughs) Wouldn't it be just like we'd have a run on lampstands? Remember, that's David at Truefest.com. Has nothing to do with it. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you next week for Ephesians 1, starting at verse 3 next week. Bye, you guys.